0: Hello, ladies, it is your girl, Kimberly White, and welcome to another episode of the Walking in Heels podcast. So today we're going to be speaking with a very, very special guest. Her name is Gabrielle Lewis, um, and she is a person that I met a couple years ago back at an event that was for pretty much young black progressives we all sat down and we just discussed things and issues that were going on with us and I came across Gabby um within that meeting and just felt connected to her because she was so strong in who she was as a woman and in her sexuality that I just gravitated to her and after following her for some time Um, I began to understand that this girl is the real deal. Um, She's an energy healer. She's gone through things in life that has allowed her to focus her energy healing, which she can do all over, but also on womb healing for people who've experienced trauma, sexual trauma, of course, even mental trauma, but things that tend to resonate from our womb. She's a spiritual mentor. She's a doula. She has so much power and freedom that I think y'all are really gonna enjoy what she has to say in this podcast. So, there are a couple things I wanna let you know before we get into it. Number one, we filmed this podcast a couple times, okay? And it was during Mercury retrograde, but we were both just hell bent on getting it out to you. So, there definitely are some technical issues in it. Forgive me for it. As I go on throughout the podcast, I promise you it will get better, Um, but you know, the sound isn't a hundred percent. There are two parts to this. The first 30 minutes is really just us understanding Gabby a little more, getting to know more about her and also understanding a little bit more about my story and why I was attracted to the wisdom that she holds. Part two is going to dive into the wisdom. It's going to dive into five ways that you can tap into um, your sexual power and offer yourself sexual healing in your own ways. So again, you know, you may feel like I don't have any issues with sex or anything like that. That's fine. But I would say give it a listen because there's still untapped power in our yoni that we have not laid claim to. I can almost guarantee it. With that said, y'all, I look forward to hearing your comments and your feedback on the podcast and definitely tune in to my girl, Gabby Lewis. She is so amazing. And I hope that you guys enjoy the wisdom that she brings in these two parts of sexual healing. So without further ado, here's the podcast. She's also a future author, a mother, and an absolute badass. Sister, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for that introduction. That was awesome. Thank you for your light and providing this platform and this space for us to discuss these things. It's so necessary. You're so necessary. So I'm so grateful for you inviting me. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. We're talking about sexual healing. And when we speak on walking in heels, the heels stands for something. So it's healing, enlightenment, acceptance, love, and sexual power. And I think that in order for many of us to get to the H, the healing portion of that, you have to go to the sex. Because many of us, our sexuality has been defined for us, but not by us. Seems like it's been defined by everybody but us. So we have Gabby here because she's going to walk us through what is sexual healing, why do I need it, whether I'm in a relationship, whether you're single, what does it look like and how can I achieve it? So Gabby, you've done a lot of work with women who have had trauma um, in terms of sex. When people come to you, first of all, can you tell us about some of the people that do come to you and some of the ways that you've helped them in this area?
1: Absolutely. So when people come to me, they often are looking for something more than what it had what they've received um, in their spiritual walk, in their spiritual journey. Um, So it does encompass like the umbrella of spirituality and all of what that is. Um, But women particularly come to me um, in regards to healing their connection with their sexuality um, as far as a disconnect with their body, um, sexual identification. Um, how to harness their sexual energy and use that for spiritual energy. Um, And so typically when people come to me, they're looking for um, comfort. They're looking for clarity and confirmation and to be empowered in the area of sexuality and infusing it back with their spiritual self. That's awesome.
0: I can say coming out almost three years ago to my family, I always kind of played with the idea of saying that I'm bisexual. Um, I'd be like, oh yeah, mom, I'm going to the skating rink with, you know, Mary or whatever. And she'd be like, girl, let me play playing with me. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I think part of the reason why I never really entertained a relationship with a woman, despite me having romantic feelings for a woman before, was just because of the societal norms and what was and what was not expected. So embarking on my journey with my partner has opened me up to some things and has also revealed um, some areas where I felt like the spirituality part, it, it took me a while to get over that hump. So right. I could see how what you're offering is necessary um, to a lot of women because God loves all of us. Absolutely. And there's, there's no separation of it. Um, But you talked about something before that just really opened me up, and it was the Taoist theory on sex, creativity, and spirit. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Yes. Yeah, so one of the um, deepest connections that I received when I was looking and searching for information on healing myself was the Taoist philosophy. And uh, the Taoists believe that there are three different energy stages and that we can basically transmute our um, life source energy into prime energy and then um, basically move that through our bodies and it eventually becomes spiritual energy. Um, and so they also believe that there's really no difference between the two, that spiritual energy is creative energy, which is also sexual energy, and it's all the same. Um, so they definitely believe that all of those energies are things that are moving parts inside of us and that we have the power and capability of moving ourselves. Mm. So what does sexual healing look like and who needs it? It's for everybody. I believe that I don't think that there's a person on this earth who has solely defined their sexual identity with their self. Everybody has had some sort of influence in um, sexually uh, figuring out their sexuality. And um, the root of that comes from so many different sources. So, I mean, men, women, children... Elderly, um, everybody can benefit from sexual healing. I primarily work with women, but in a general sense, everybody can definitely benefit from it. Um, And what that looks like as far as healing, um, do you mean like as far as once someone is healed or the process of sexual healing? Both. And if
0: you care to elaborate a little bit on your story or how you came across this need would also be good, so...
1: Awesome, so yeah, so, um, well, what it looks like to me, once you're going through this process, it looks like finding freedom. It looks like reconnecting with your body and um, being able to honor yourself. It looks like um, giving yourself permission to receive pleasure and not looking at it as something negative, nasty, or low vibration. Um, it looks like being able to uh, communicate efficiently with your partner's um, partner or partners what your sexual needs and desires are. And it, and it also looks like, uh, like I said, in, uh, making it inclusive with your spirituality and not separating that. Mm. Um, so, you know, with me, with my journey and kind of how I got it got started and, and how it personally affected me, um, I realized, you know, I, I think that I, I don't really like the term hypersexual because I don't really truly believe that you know, you either are, are sexual or you're not. I don't think that there's really a, a distinguish. you can distinguish if you're hypersexual, because that can be channeled in so many different ways. But for lack of better words, I was considered someone that was hypersexual. I always was um, exuding this sort of sensuality and exploring these things. And later in my life, I was often condemned for that, um, especially in religious sectors and with my family. And I knew that Self-love was something that I needed and that I was desiring and that I could not effectively love myself and, you know, shun the sexual part of myself because it was so, so much of me. And so I, I knew that. Sex was the vehicle in order to create, and I basically created a bridge between that and the creator, and so it kind of all just evolved with, I can't shun the the part of me that is creation, and then holistically connect to the creator, because it's a huge part of self um and so I just I I went down this rabbit hole (laughs) this journey of trying to figure out how to identify with that how to pinpoint the things that I needed to heal inside of that and um ultimately love myself the way that I was designed to do that
0: that's beautiful thank you you're welcome one of the things that you hit on, which was very um, important, and I think a lot of viewers would benefit from this, is about focusing on that disconnection that we have within our bodies. Personally, you know, I was sexually molested at a young age, so there was a disconnect definitely with me and how I viewed pleasure how I viewed pleasure, whether it came at the hands of someone else or my own. There was Mm -hmm. always some type of a disconnect, um, maybe keeping me from reaching an apex as much as I could or climax or just the apex of the entire experience, like all of the joy and all of the bliss that you should receive. There was kind of this Dullness, maybe, or maybe just a little guilt or shame wrapped up in it. Then also the disconnect when you're looked at through the eyes of society and religion. Mm -hmm. So when you started to connect that, because your background is is quite religious.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Is it
0: okay if I speak on that? Absolutely. Okay. So you were raised. Kojic, which for some of the viewers that don't know, that's the Church of God in Christ, and also Jehovah's Witness. Yes. These are
1: two kind of like. They are very strong. Um, there's very strong doctrine that is behind both of those religions. Yeah. yeah. And Especially so when it's regarding women, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah
0: and we 've talked about that how within the christian religion there 's not a lot of edification on woman as a whole, and mm-hmm. so it really does a disservice to us um, in some ways it, it definitely builds us in some ways, and in others there 's room right gotcha. but the disconnection
1: mm-hmm.
0: first of all, did you feel like some of it came from religion? Um, did you feel like some of it came from just you know childhood traumas, and if so, how did
1: you? get past them so absolutely i feel like it actually came from both from childhood trauma and religion you know there's one when i was thinking about all this i went back to a moment in my life when i was becoming an adolescent i was probably 13 or 14 and i was in a store um, with my mom and i had like this like kind of low cut v-cut shirt on and i barely had any breasts at that point in time (laughs) in my life i was uh, I had like an athletic kind of like um um, track builds. Such small breasts that it's still, you know, they weren't, cleavage was like, eh. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but- I remember being in this store and wearing this low cut shirt and my mom looking at me in the store and seeing that it was lower than I typically had had it mm-hmm. um, and being embarrassed and, and saying that I needed to close my shirt up and why are you walking out here like this and and then when I got in front of the cash register she was like wait, with her when we we're at the store and she was like and I'm you know at this point I'm like hiding myself oh my um, and she's like no 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 if you want it, you wanted to come out here and be grown go ahead and show it and, and I thought about how that even defined Um, how walking into sexuality as an adolescent was something that I needed to be ashamed of Um, and I too also unfortunately did um, have the experience of being molested and um, my molester actually showed me how to masturbate um, Mm. which went directly into that self-discovery and self-pleasure being something that I needed to be ashamed of um, and then the older that I got and once I started connecting with religion and, and, and joining different religious sectors sex was just not something that you talked about it basically is like if you're married you the marriage bed is undefiled and if you're not don't do it uh, but there's no other conversation there were no church mothers there were no elders there you know was nobody um, um, in place of wisdom that were uh giving me sex education or talking to me openly about the realities of sex and sexuality so definitely all of those things um affected my my sexual journey
0: yeah i can see that and i'm sorry that that happened to you um i same like you said just different experiences I think I told you that I was maybe five or six years old, running through the house with my cousins. You know, made a mistake and just tapped my my coochie, mm-hmm.
1: and
0: it felt good. It was like the first time. I'm like, whoa, what is that? Right. So I tapped it again and tapped it again, and my one of my older cousins came up and was like, "What you doing? Don't do that no more. Don't let me see you." And I'm like, "Oh my god, okay, I'm sorry," but it still, in a sense, follows you. And I would consider myself to be somewhat of a sexually liberated person. Mm -hmm. But it it gives credence to what you talked about earlier, is that we're always evolving. And this is something that we can always build on. And not to shun religion, because many of us go to religious organizations seeking Mm -hmm. healing for these very things. And while it may heal us, in a sense, I feel like it also... It, it stops there, so yeah. you may feel like, okay, well, I've come to terms with what's happened to me, right? But then, how do I get power? How can I stand in my sexuality as a woman with a, a powerful mechanism that can give me pleasure, that can give pleasure, that can, you know, give life? How can I stand in that fully and be proud and not ashamed in any way?
1: Absolutely, it's it's our birthright to receive pleasure. That is something that we deserve. It's not just a desire. It's something that we deserve. Yeah. And that's not something that, that any religious sector, not on Western religious sectors, at least, that they teach on, that they talk about.
0: Are there some religious beliefs or, or spiritual doctrines that you have looked at that does talk about edifying sexuality, particularly with women?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, one, when we talk about the Taoists, yes. um, when you talk about um, Eastern, uh, there's like Eastern religions that uh, talk about Kundalini, um, there are Eastern philosophies that talk about the, um, like the Devadasis, which were like sacred prostitutes. There are a lot of different um, you know, religions and cultures that do not look at sex as something that is low vibrational or negative or something to, uh, to stray away from, but actually something to incorporate in your daily life. Yeah. And even in your spiritual life. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. so crazy
0: how years and centuries ago, women, like people literally, and I'm probably going off the deep end to some of my viewers, but this is just me. So <laughs> this is <laughs> one of the many shades. But, you know, they would worship at a woman's
1: yoni. Absolutely. It's the place of creation. It's the, our place of power. We, we not only create human beings and people, but it, we create thoughts. We create ideas and we manifest those things um, using that same energy that creates a human being. So, you know, like I said earlier, you can't, you can't shun creation and then fully connect to create tour it Um, it, it doesn't work that way
0: so gabby how do you feel about a woman within a relationship still finding time to pleasure herself and finding sexual healing for herself is it okay to do that
1: alone do you need to do it with your partner talk to me girl Yeah, it's it's absolutely okay to do it alone. There definitely needs to be a conversation. Uh, Masturbation is something that is necessary in order to know what you want, how you want, you know, in order to explore yourself so that you're able to communicate that to your partner, you're not going to be able to let them know what you like completely until you explore that yourself, not just physically, but also mentally. Um, But in regards to being in a relationship and finding that time and introducing that to your partner, you have to have a very direct, very clear conversation. Um, You have to let your partner know that your pleasure and that your sexual exploration is something that's important to you and something that you You need to explore and it's it. it it's a journey. And so, you know, for me with my partner, we definitely had that conversation and I told him like, I need you to be okay with me masturbating. I need you to be okay with me using toys. I need you to um, not feel as if it's taking your place because it's absolutely not. It's actually heightening our sexual experience because now when I come back and join back with you, I'm going to be on a whole nother level, a lot more open and a lot more comfortable with what it is that we're doing. Hmm. Ooh, Cela. <laughs> so it's necessary. I don't. You know, we've talked before about how you know sometimes in partnerships that partners can get jealous or like upset or mad about toys, thinking that you're trying to replace them or that they're they're not they're in sufficient or that they're not doing their job but this is completely separate it's just like that you know a self-love healing journey you have to love self in order to be able to give love to others so I have to find and receive and explore pleasure in order to relate that back to my partner
0: absolutely I so agree with the notion that I can better help you please me and even be more equipped to please you because I'm more open, mm-hmm. A, like I feel more liberated in what I'm doing, and B, I've gotten to know myself, like my body's changing, totally. you are a mother, your body's changed, mm-hmm. um, hell, right I'm closer really? to 40 than I, <laughs> right, <laughs> um, but my body ain't the same as it was when I was 30, and I'm, I'm Thirty-eight this year, Laura Williams. And
1: first of all, where? Because you look like you're 22. First Ooh. of all, what still cards you? We
0: try, we try, girl.
1: <laughs> Moisturize. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Like it, it, it's different. And so, you know, I was telling you, like historically, every relationship I have been in, someone was like, oh, "You doing that?" Like, you know, yeah. I am. <laughs> it's not better than you, you know. It's just, it is what it is. It's just another type of stimulation.
1: Stimulation, yeah,
0: absolutely. So I, I, I was like, you know, I want you to know that that's okay, and that it's. I'm not doing it to, um like you said, replace you. And I would even like for you to, you know, do it yourself. Yeah. You do it with me. Yes. Like let's
1: have some fun with it, why not? Absolutely, absolutely. You have to be open like that. And you know, cause I, I've experienced times where I did not have that conversation with my partner. Or vice versa, my partner did not have that conversation with me. And then when I found out or they found out, it almost seemed like cheating. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, usually in that situation, um, I I kind of evolved from it. And not because I think that is necessarily bad or wrong. But usually in that situation, you are using some sort of porn. And so if you have not communicated that with your partner, who wants to walk in on their partner pleasure in their self and looking at someone else if they have not had that conversation? It, It seems deceptive and like it's something that... Um, you're hiding. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it needs to be talked
0: about openly. Ashe. Ashe. Forward. I I so agree with that. And I'm even looking forward to where we're going to grow. Me and my babe, how much better it's going to be as we continue to open up this area of ourselves, you know? Mm. So, porn. Perfect yes. segue. Might as well get to it. I enjoy porn ever so often, Mm -hmm. you know? I also know that porn will numb the hell out of you. Absolutely. And so the more you need to, you know, the more you watch, the more crazy it needs to be, it's just, it's sensory overload at times. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know how you feel about that.
1: So I, I've I've definitely I've had my stages. I've I've went through a stage where I honestly believe in the earlier parts in my maybe my early twenties, my teens to early twenties, I was probably what you would consider addicted to porn. It was something that I like I enjoyed watching and I wanted to watch like all the time every day. I will <laughs> watch it work. Yeah, exactly. yes, yeah, Lunch break, like <laughs> a fifteen minute break. <laughs> um. <laughs> And uh, it actually, um, then after a while, like you said, it, it does become numbing. You do have to, it's like a drug, you know, eventually you have to reach that high again. And so that might. Entail you looking at, um, you know, different things that may not be healthy to take in. Um, so I did go through a moment in my life where, um, I stopped watching it all together, and when I would masturbate, I would masturbate more to ideas and thoughts of things that I wanted. (laughs) Drag it on up, talk to me to ideas. Absolutely. Actually, you know, I'm going to give you one of my like uh, uh, go to manifestation tricks. So, one of the things that I discovered in regards to manifesting income or money, mm-hmm. so one of the things that I would do is I would actually picture my account. It could be your PayPal account, your bank account, your Cash App, whatever it is that you use. And I will literally. While I was masturbating, mm-hmm. en- envision my bank account increasing. Okay. And so, what I would do is, let's say that I would start at hundred dollars, right? I would start there. I would be um, um, masturbating in what, whichever way I prefer to. Yeah. Um, usually, strong. I think that clitoral masturbation is like that's that's my go-to. Yeah. Um, so, and then once I would get the clear image of a hundred in my mind, then I would go up another notch, mm-hmm. and I would five hundred. Um, And then eventually, um, what I would do is actually speak um, declarations, you know, some people call them affirmations during that. So I would say that money comes to me easy and effortlessly, that um, my yoni attracts um, multiple streams of income, my yoni energy attracts money. And so as I was orgasming, I would make sure that I would be reciting that. And when I say that it works, that's such a powerful tool, it works. So it's it's so amazing how it manifested after that in so many different ways. Like I said, that's our area of creation. And so um, just like our bodies have to cultivate a certain energy to create a person, it also has to cultivate a certain type of energy that we can harness in order to manifest things other than a human being. That is powerful it changed my life. It really did. I I still use that. You can use that with your partner as well, where you all get on one accord and think about something that you want to do that you want to have or achieve. Um, And instead of like, you know, using the porn in order to stimulate you all, you use that thought. Like you ever heard the songs or the rappers when they said that like money makes me come, it it really is that you will get so keen to it, that the thoughts and the things that you want um, become so potent that it causes your orgasm just to be, uh, to heighten. And to be more, uh, bigger and more pleasurable than you ever experienced before.
0: So awesome. So awesome. Fire. Fire. What? <laughs> okay, will you come out with an album? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> a Yanni manifestation album. we going to Yep. Ma- and I'm going to masturbate in order to manifest it. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, Janet Jackson will be in on that, okay? <laughs>
1: We got to tag her, hashtag her, so she can hashtag find it. Jetted. yes. yes. <laughs> Remember
0: that song she did at the end? She was like, oh, the song ended. Well, I didn't even get to come. Yes. I'd be like, nope, but I'm going to rewind it, and we're going to start from the beginning. We're going to get this together. <laughs> Yo, Gabby, that is Fire, like, so you said that the other day when we were having a meeting about some other things, and I was like, I'm gonna try this. So, to be honest, I was nervous and I did not um, tell Lena that I was doing it. I was mm-hmm. just like, in my head, I mm-hmm. had an amazing orgasm. Awesome, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I need to try this the next time because. I'm not ready to start speaking and I'm really going to have to get lean on the same page. Cause right. Well, she, she'll fall in she will, but I'm <laughs> looking at me like, word,
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's but that's fine. power in, in, you know, um, self-pleasure and finding that for yourself, because eventually you will graduate to that. You will be able to, you know, say it in front of her and say it with her and, or have her say it to you. Because that's something else that's so powerful to say, you know, like, you know, you have a powerful pussy. Your pussy is creating um, and manifesting worlds and and businesses. And when when your partner gets on board with that and they start speaking that into you, um, there's this constant energy flow of just, it's godlike it's, it's very god yeah it's, it's it's so beautiful and healing oh my gosh that's beautiful do y'all see how awesome she is
0: <laughs> my girl here has some wisdom and I'm um, you know I hate that you went through the things that you went through but I'm glad that whatever compelled you to pick up the pieces and really go down this exploration of healing yourself sexually. Um, I'm so glad that you did it and that you're dedicating part of your energy to helping others to find that freedom because I'm already better for it. So.
1: Oh, I shame. I I <laughs> I
0: thank you. Okay. So, yes. So it's, it is important. I think to have those conversations with your partner, I definitely intend on having one of those conversations with Lena, like, look, babe, I'm looking to manifest some things and I'm really channeling my energy right now. There's power in your words. Um, and my babe is so good. She'll be like, uh, -uh, you're going to sit here and we're going to, we're going to say this together. I want you to repeat after me. I am amazing. And I'm like, I am amazing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So that's a beautiful thing. Um, Yes. All right. So perceptions of self pleasure. So we did talk about kind of shifting your perceptions, but one of the things that we said, um, because I really want to identify five steps that women can take to just begin this journey, right, for themselves, and so this hits on. Sexual healing hits on partner selection, it hits on um, how you feel about yourself, how you present yourself even in a boardroom. The way that you view yourself has a huge effect on every area of your life. Religion, parenting, how you parent, it's just so many different areas that we can speak to. So five things um, I want to leave y'all with. And you'll have to tune into part two to find out what they are. Don't you just love that? Anyway, ladies, thank you so much for dropping by for this episode of the Walking in Heels podcast with me and the Gabby Lewis as we discuss sexual healing. Be sure to check out part two, which will be dropping in two days as we really go deep into five steps that will help you elevate your sexual self. I hope you all were able to take some things away from here to enhance your sexual self, bring in that healing, step into your power. And as always, I look forward to your feedback. Definitely drop comments. Um, let us know what you took from this. We look forward to continuing the conversation. Until next time, ladies, keep your head high as well as your standards, and I'll see y'all soon.